0: Rather I'm going Wanna wild Hulk Hogan If I like it's a moment I'll make sure it's an explosion Cause lately I've been seeing stars Trying to kick out on his chore course But it's no hope And what is good, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute and, well, surprise, we got one final episode of 2023 left to do, sort of impromptu, was not planning on doing this. Look at that title up there, World's End, this is AEW's final pay-per-view of the year. Was not planning on watching this, but I have dec- I decided to watch it uh, and... I want to talk about it because we're not necessarily going to talk about match for match for match, um, but but I want to be fair to AEW, so I, I'm going to, to to be critical, but I'm also going to be fair. Um, so I would just say from the from, you know, from the get go, there, there's you know as I watch this, AEW just seems to be missing that it factor to me. Um, you know, I've sort of taken you know, as I've taken this break from our last episode uh I think what was the, the like the 12th. So I've had like 2 3 weeks to sort of sit back and not do an episode. And and uh you know, I I haven't been watching RAW that much. I haven't necessarily been watching Smackdown. I've been I've been keeping up with NXT cuz it's my it's my thing um but you know as i've sort of taken this break from wrestling the last couple of weeks um this was sort of a nice little get back into like big event now i'll say this was part of it boring absolutely a lot of the show was not meant for me um but i think if you come in to watch AEW and understand that a lot of the show may not be for the more casual audience um, but it also just feels like, you know, AEW is just missing that that it factor. It still just it still feels, you know, junior varsity, right? It it, it still feels super independent, um, and that's fine. That's but that's a very niche area to put itself in. And what I'm talking about is. Uh, what I'm talking about is, um, you know, it really just started in, started with the pre-show, right? The first match of the pre-show, you have Willow Nightingale and uh, Chris Statlander. And I'm going to be honest with you, when AEW first started, and, and, you know, I was into it. I know a lot of casual fans were into it when it first started because, you know, it was something new. You know, we got to maybe see and hear about different wrestlers we've never heard of before. It was an alternative product. And a lot of people were really turned on by that because at the time it was really needed. Um, And, you know, Chris Statlander was one of the superstars at the very beginning, like in that women's roster where I was like, yeah, there's something about Chris Statlander that I, I, I really like. Um, and you know, I I do like Statlander. I think she deserves better than being mid card. I think she deserves to be in that main title um, picture. But even in this match, right between her and Willow, um, it just you know they get hit, and and there's like this thing where like you get hit and you sort of bounce, you know, you sort of bounce off the ropes and come back, right? And they're like slowly walking. To the ropes after you know the just uh, just little things like that where it just seems super independent and and not you know WWE is like a there's like a, a expectation of perfection and and it it just feels like there's zero like chemistry in a lot of these matches um, and you know Willow almost dropped Chris Statlander several times in 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 this match, right, and it just, there's, there's, there's botches, which botches happen all the time, it, it, it's what happens, right, I'm not trying to be too unfair, but it, it just, some of this, some of the booking, some of just the in-ring a- actual, like, the actual work of it, it just, it just doesn't fit, you know, like, pro wrestling, right, it still just feels very amateur, um and so we go through this and this first off this is a long ass card right and 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 being the WWE fan that I am you know I'm used to you know it's 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 midnight as I'm recording this right I'm used to being done by 11 with the show and if I'm doing a review I'm I'm uploading the uh, the the episodes uploaded by midnight right um and so it's a long card there's a lot of stuff going on here um you know Willow and Chris Statlander was not a bad match. It was it was pretty decent. There's just little things in it that sort of like throw me off that seem super independent, and and I come into this understanding, you know, this isn't for the casual viewer, and so I, I really want to go into 2024 being as fair as possible to AEW because um, because you know I've made the little the little remark uh, on the last episode that hey I'm going to go in I'm going to tr- watch Dynamite. Um, every episode of Twenty Twenty Four Dynamite, I have Dynamite set to record um, because I may not be able to hit it on Tuesday. On, excuse me, on Wednesdays, right? But I, I'm gonna try to watch Dynamite as much as possible, right? I, I really want to get into AEW. I really want to like it. Um, and and the problem is, is the guy that I really want, I I solely spent fifty dollars to watch. We'll talk about MJF here in a minute, but like it. Is he even gonna be there? Is the question, right? And so like the next match is this twenty man battle royal, and battle royals or battle royals, it is what it is. Um Kill Switch, which is if you haven't been keeping up, that is um Luchasaurus. They changed his name to Kill Switch, which is fine. Um he ends up winning this and so he earns a TNT title opportunity. Right? You then end the the pre-show or zero hour, what they call it, with Hook beating Wheeler Yula to retain the FTW championship. Again, another fine match, but it, it, a lot of these matches are, you know, just pretty mid, right? They're they're decent matches, something you can have on and 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 pay attention to while you're scrolling down the timeline, but nothing stood out. And again, it's pre-show, nothing really supposed to stand out. But then you start the actual show. With an eight-man tag match that just—it's—it's it's all the competitors of the, the Continental Classic Tour that they put on, right? And it's all the people who aren't in the finals, right? Just thrown together a randomly thrown match that really has no reason or or rhyme for it to happen, and it just—this is this is the type of booking, this is the type of programming that I really just I can't get behind. Because none of this makes any sense. This shouldn't be like this. is fine to put on a dynamite. This isn't a pay per view match. There's no reason for me to watch this and actually care and, and 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 pay money to actually watch a match like this. Um, again, it was fine. It was a pretty decent match, but it wasn't something where I would sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, that that's game changing." That was a re- this match should have been on the carded and, and, and right. Um. Right. You didn't have Miro and, and and Andrade. Andrade loses more than likely going to WWE. Uh, Miro picks up a win, kind of uh, expected. But again, nothing really. To me, nothing really stood out about this match. Um, it it just it just you know it was missing something, and that was this card was just missing something. And, and, and AEW, my sort of reaction to it every time I turn it on is it's just missing something. And I can't quite put my finger on what that something is, but it is missing something, right? You then have Tony Storm versus Riho, and, and, and I know what this is missing. It's missing, you know, believability. I'm sorry, I said this. In 2019, I'm going to say this now, Riho is not believable in this women's division. Tony Storm is pretty small compared to other women on the roster, but she makes Riho look fucking tiny. Riho makes Tony Storm look ginormous, right? And, and Riho is just not believable to be in a title match like this. So I mean Tony Storm did win and did did retain but it, you lose a lot of believability in the opponent when she's as small as Riho is. It also would help if Tony I, I, I get people like Tony Storm's gimmick. It would help if if I think it's ass. I think it's a very bad gimmick. Um and it's something that I would not pay to to, to watch repeatedly, right? Um yeah, I'm just I'm I really could care less about this match, to be honest. Um, you have Swerve versus Dustin Rhodes. Keith Lee apparently is injured and couldn't fight. This actually was a pretty interesting because there was, you know, there was a moment where I thought maybe Dustin Rhodes would end up winning this. It, it for what it was, it was a decent match, right? Um, but the problem is, is you you have you turn Swerve into like the superstar. And then you put them against Keith Lee turned into Dustin Rhodes, right? You you just, you put them, you, they're not pushing Swerve the way Swerve needs to be pushed, right? Um. You then have the other eight-man tag team match, which, you know, it, it, it was a thing that happened, right? Um, I, I don't know why this needed to happen. You know, as an outsider fan who really had no you know understanding of what this was for right it, it, this was just a match to put people on a card and 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 it, it happened it was a match right it, it, you know no one's going to remember it no one's going to care about it and that's what i feel a lot about this card again it's just there's something missing at this point to to the car, to the card right and then you throw in the, the all the shit going on with chris jericho right now which we're not going to talk about cuz i don't even know what the hell is happening to be honest with you, right? You then throw in Julia Hart and Abaddon and I'm not, I get the allure between Julia Hart. I do. I'm just not there, man. I'm just not there. Like she just doesn't, it, it, it just, it doesn't scream anything to me. There's like, it's good, but it's not great. And, and, and I don't know what it's missing for it to become great for me to get fully behind, Julia Hart again, decent match, but Abaddon's not a really decent opponent. Like again, this this match was just missing like a believability factor in in this match. You know, you moved the Christian Cage and Adam Copeland, and the match was okay, really, really good match considering the age of 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 both uh, opponents and both competitors, like. It was a very, very good match. It was fun, but the booking just made no sense, right? You have Adam Copeland win the TNT Championship. You you, you knew when this happened that Killswitch was going to show up. And when he did, right, he, you know, I wasn't quite certain, like, oh, oh it's an actual contract. He could cash in. And he was going to cash it in. And then Christian sort of, like, convinced him to surrender it back to Christian, who then signed the contract and cast it in and won back the TNT championship. And it, none of this made any fucking sense at all. None of it made sense at all. Right? And and so now I'm as an AE, or as a WWE fan who's you know, who's more casual, who who comes to watch this and, and I see this and I'm confused and it doesn't really necessarily make me want to tune in on Wednesday. I'm going to because I I made a promise to Sam when I watched every episode of 2024 but it doesn't make me really want to watch on Wednesday. Um and so it it's it's an interesting way for this to uh to take to, you know interesting way for this to um to to progress. I don't understand it. I as we move forward going into the new year, I'm sort of caught up, I guess, on the show and I can sort of watch on Wednesday and sort of, you know, watch the, the the programming as it progresses towards revolution. I'm just, this booking is just, it, it was, it was confusing to me. You, you then move up the card to, uh, Eddie Kingston and Moxley. And this, this, I knew this was going to do this to me. It took all the energy out of the sales to me. It was, Super booked for the Japan audience, which is not me. This was the complete opposite of everything that I liked, and it was it a good match. I'm sure it was, if you like the Japanese style, but I don't like the Japanese style, and so it took all the wind out of the sail of what could have been a decent. You know, at the point it was like a, you know, like like a B minus C plus show, and then you you put on this this match right here between Kingston and Moxley. And you lose some points to me because I'm just not interested in it. Then we get to the main event, which was a really decent match, right? It, it, I like MJF, I like Samoa Joe. Um, you know, I was interested, I was into it. The, you know, Adam Cole on the on the on the ringside, and 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 how is this going to play in? And, and guys, MJF loses, and MJF loses the title. Clean, no no shenanigans. Uh, then the the little henchmen circle the ring and then the, it goes dark and it Adam Cole was revealed as the devil which I'm pretty certain everyone saw coming uh and the the sort of not so surprising surprise of who the devil was is revealed the henchmen are uh, the the team of the kingdom which I don't know who they are um not knowing the roster um, and then you have Roddy, Strong, and Wardlow. I think the faction will work. So I know a lot of casual fans are going to say, oh boy, this is just another weird faction, or this is just a a, a a stealing of Undisputed Era. From the outside looking in, this looks like this might work. This looks like it could work. Um, so I'm I'm excited for it. I'll be honest with you, I'm excited for it. I'm looking for it. I don't think it was as much as of a flop as as I was sort of hoping it would be, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad it's not a flop. I'm glad it was, you know, it was as predictable that it was Adam Cole? Absolutely. Um but predictable doesn't mean bad. Um and so I'm gonna give it a shot. I think I think it's worth giving it a shot and seeing what comes out of it. Um you know, I don't have a lot of in depth to really give to you guys about the show. I really just wanted to go over the card and, and share. I really just think there's an it factor. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but there's something missing. And I feel if AEW can can find that it and I think I think, honestly, it it it'll be a good product. I don't I don't think it's as bad as a lot of casual fans want to make it out to be I know a lot of casual fans are going to overreact and be like, "Oh, MJF is leaving because he dropped the titles that he had," and 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 maybe he's leaving. Maybe he's not. We'll leave that up to to, to speculation on another episode. But you know, if he leaves, if he leaves, if he doesn't, it, it it'll all be interesting either way to see how that plans out. Um, I know a lot of casual fans are going to eat into this these rumors that MJF is coming to. To WWE and 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 I'm not going to play into that. Um, I honestly I've been I've been this way for years. I want MJF to stay in AEW. He's a draw. It keeps AEW somewhat relevant. Um, it gives me something to watch on the competition to WWE. And so I really want MJF to stay on, in AEW. Um, and, and so with that, you know, I don't really have a lot, much more to say about it. Um, I think the crowd wasn't really all that into it. I think just watching a lot on, of the responses on Twitter X, um, it it didn't seem like a lot of people really seemed about it, you know, just, just felt like a, just another show. I don't know if it was worth the 50 buck price tag to put on it, um, you know, I'll give it a C+. It was a pretty average show. It wasn't bad. It was pretty good, but it wasn't great, it, and there were things missing in it, and, you know, botches happen, you know, slip-ups happen, you know, those things are part of wrestling. Um, as a casual fan, you know, I've, I felt disconnected from a, a little bit of the show because it is for a more niche, hardcore audience. Um, and, and I'm telling you, Tony Khan, go into 2024 and make 2024 the year you actually promote to the heart. Excuse me, to the casual fan, and give them what they want. And 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 I think you have a decent enough roster that you can can make something out of it. Um, and so uh, that's where I'll leave you guys on on this sort of short impromptu episode reviewing. World and not a not a in-depth review, but you know, someone explain to me what that it factor that I think is missing is, and and and, and I because I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, but with that, uh, y'all have a great New Year. Be safe. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone, um, and we will see you on January eighth, ninth, like the, the the second. Not next week, but the week after, we'll we'll come back with season three of the Slap and Meat Wrestling podcast, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're 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 gonna compare AEW and WWE's roster. Who do I think whose roster going into twenty twenty four? Do I think is the best? We'll then do things that I'm looking forward to in twenty twenty four. Um and and you know maybe th- you know things that I want to happen that may not happen type things like that right sort of like fantasy, uh booking type things but um until then I uh, keep you waiting for that uh, I can't wait to make that episode for you guys uh, until then I will see you on that episode in about uh, in about two weeks until then y'all have a great New Year's and I will see you on the next episode. Brother, I'm good. If I like get some moment I'll make sure it's an explosion cuz